The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by George Rodriguez on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador, George Rodriguez. Howdy, 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 my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, brought to you by BorderHawk.News. Thank you for being with us today. Uh, as usual, my friends, we've got a great program for you. We've got uh, some slam bang, uh, really, really great uh, uh, guests with us today. Uh, we've got two very, very interesting folks. We've got Sabine. First of all, uh, well, we've got four folks, but we've got two very interesting ones that uh, I want to share with you real quick. Um, Sabine Darden, who is uh, an, an angel mom, her son is uh, was uh, was killed by a drunk uh, driver, a drunk illegal alien. Uh, in uh, in California, and uh, she's got some very very strong things to say. Given that uh, the Biden administration just recently uh, opened the doors uh, of detainees of uh, illegal aliens that were detained uh, if they were not convicted. Now let's understand this: these are folks who uh, have been arrested for drunk driving or for spousal abuse or for whatever. They've been addre- they've been arrested. They are in detention. They have not been convicted because they haven't gone to court. So uh, these are the folks that are now uh, being released because they have not been convicted. Uh, uh, Sabine has some very, very strong words about that. Um, you know, Sabine is very, very unique. I, I really I really like her because she's originally from Germany uh, uh, and uh, she married a, uh, a an American serviceman uh, who happens to be black, a black Amer- American serviceman. She moved to the United States. Her and her husband moved to the United States. They moved to California, where he was from originally. And uh, that's where they were raising their uh, their family. And uh, their son, a uh, very good athlete, very good uh, student, uh, coming home from work uh, uh, one day uh, and um, right after school. And uh, lo and behold, boom, got hit broadside by a uh, drunk driver who was an illegal, an illegal alien. Not supposed to be in the United States and uh, who uh, uh, had been uh, released by the local sheriff because uh, that well, because they they don't pick up illegal aliens. So anyway, uh, her son was killed. And, uh, you know, this typifies typifies a lot of the situation that we're facing in the United States with these uh, detainees that are being released. The other person that uh, is very, very interesting that you're going to hear from tonight is Mark Morgan, who was the. Um, under President Reagan, I mean Trump, excuse me, under President Trump, he was the uh, chief of the uh, Customs and Border uh, Patrol. And uh, he uh, has got some very, very good, very interesting things to say about the changes of the policies that uh, are going on at the border. Uh, we've also got Sheriff uh, Mark Lamb, uh, someone who's become a very, very good friend of mine. Sheriff Mark Lamb from Pinal County, Arizona. Sheriff Lamb is a uh, is his county uh, borders on an Indian reservation which borders on uh, the Mexican border and uh, he's going to be chatting with us about uh, the number of people that that they are picking up that's picked up tremendously in the past two months 
and uh, more so than anything else, the number of car chases that they are involved with. The drug trade and the uh, sm- smuggling of human beings is is really incredible. I mean, we've talked to other sheriffs before uh, the past couple of weeks, and uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb has some very, very strong things to say because um, – well, I mean, all of a sudden, his uh, his his county is like a freeway <laughs> for for illegal uh, uh, illegal smuggling, trafficking, uh, human trafficking. I mean, the whole bit. And uh, so, I mean, you know, we're 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 really looking at a situation, my friends, at the border that's just completely out of control. The other, I was down at uh, in Del Rio uh, earlier this week, and it was uh, it was very very interesting to look out from the American side to look out across the river. And to uh, see the number of tents that uh, a tent city that has literally sprouted up uh, almost overnight in uh, in Mexico, there were a lot of people waiting in Mexico to uh, cross orderly, waiting for their uh, asylum hearings. Well, now they don't need to wait; they can just cross, declare that they are uh, coming coming across to uh, to ask for asylum. They are given a court date and released, and ninety uh, percent of them, as we as we know. 90% of these people that get these uh, these releases are not going to show up again. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. And we have a new guest with us uh, from Georgia, in fact, all the way from Georgia, uh, State Representative Charlize Byrd uh, with the 20th District, I believe, in Georgia. Uh, she is a state representative who has really, really uh, t- proposed some some legislation that um, a lot of folks, in my opinion, and uh, other states need to really consider. Uh, as uh, we have been talking before in our uh, in our show, we've talked before about the whole issue, of course, of election and voter integrity, as well as the problem with illegal immigration and uh, illegal alien uh, uh, ID cards. Well, uh, there is a legislative package, uh, a bill that has been put together by uh, Representative Byrd, and I wanted her to tell us about it. So, uh, Representative Byrd, welcome to our show. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Tell us, tell us about your the um, the bill that you have proposed and why you've proposed it. Yes, thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, it is HB two two eight. And first, I want to say the right to vote in a free and fair election is fundamental to our civil society. So HB 228 is to fix a loophole in Georgia election code that a person is a foreign national. They go to a driver's services. They are given a driver's license or ID that looks very similar to mine. The only difference is there are words printed at the top of the driver's license, the words limited term. So if, in fact, someone goes to the Board of Elections to vote, a poll worker, one, cannot see those words or they do not know what those words are. So what I would like to do is to place on the front of a ID or driver's license for a foreign national, the words bearer, not U.S. citizen, not voter ID. So that's very clear across the front so that there would be no confusion with a poll worker or a volunteer that happens to be working that day. 
I want you to understand that this, nothing has been done illegally or unethically, but I think it is important for our sacred right that we cannot take anything for granted when it comes to elections now. That is, you know, that is very, very critical because um, I remember that um, there was a discussion by one of our guests uh, not too long ago when we were chatting about the issue of voter IDs that um, there were several states, including the state of Georgia, that were giving out uh, uh, driver's licenses, but uh, they did not, um, the license itself did not specify anything about uh, limitations on voter ID. And I think that uh, if if that's all you're going to put put on it, I am not sure what um, what the problem would be. What uh, what pushback have you gotten about it? Thus far, none, because the bill has not come to the floor for a vote. We are still waiting to hear from the committee chair um, for my bill to be heard in committee. It is my understanding, well, not my understanding. Certainly, I know back in 2018 here in Georgia, the Democrats. Um, cried foul play for the governor's race that it was not a fair election and certainly in 2020 last year the republicans um screamed foul play fraud um that it was not a uh, the right kind of election turnout that we would want so you would think from both sides of the aisle that you would want fair you want secure and transparent election laws so that anyone who does not is not a U.S. citizen should not be able to vote in our elections. Amazing. That, you know, it, it seems so simple, but uh, yet, you know, uh, I, I, I see some, some people resisting the idea, so I, I'm not exactly why. I am not exactly sure uh, what it is. So uh, what do you think is the prognosis for your, for your bill? Do you think um, it will get uh, support, or do you think that uh, there will be opposition against it? Well, certainly from my district and a larger portion of Georgia, they are quite excited about this bill. I have asked um, all of my friends uh, that have interest in this particular election integrity bill that they call their state representatives to please encourage them to sign and to support this bill. I feel confident that we, I will have a hearing in the next um, few days at least in a subcommittee. From there, I have no idea, but it's a good start. I know that I spoke with legislative counsel. There is nothing um, unconstitutional about this, and there is nothing that would um, be outside of the election code. So those two things are I have taken care of, which makes it good, because when you have that kind of, um, uh, I guess, applause for what word am I looking for, to say, go ahead with this kind of bill, um, I feel confident we should have, it will get passed. One more question. My understanding is that um, you yourself are uh, of, uh, uh, you, you came to America as, a, as an immigrant? Is that true? Uh, my dad did. My dad is full, was full-blooded Chinese. He passed at the age of 97, uh, almost a year ago, um, and his parents were from China. Um, and made their way to Hawaii. So, yes, I am um, half Chinese. So, certainly, I believe in um, us all having um, the right to vote, but as a U.S. citizen, not as a foreign national. (laughs) You got it. Well, uh, thank you very, very much for being with us today. 
we I, I really really appreciate you taking time and and uh, and uh, being with us to uh, to explain this very very important. Uh, uh, piece of legislation. We're we're talking we're talking with tech, with uh, Georgia State Representative Charlize Bird uh, and her legislation. Uh, Representative, thank you very very much. Any closing thoughts? Um, my closing thought is: if you are out there and listening, please encourage your state representative and your state senators to be sure this is passed, so that we can have election integrity in the state of Georgia the next election, which is in about 18 months' time. You got it. And I think that other states uh, where our show is heard uh, need to consider such legislation as well. They should get in contact with you. Absolutely. It would be a pleasure to talk with them. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism. Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. And we've got uh, a return guest, a very special one, uh, Mr. Mark Morgan. And Mark used to be the uh, commissioner for um, ICE uh, under the Trump administration. And uh, now he is working at FAIR, our good friends over at FAIR. And uh, I just had to get on, get, get with him because... Uh, uh, we interviewed Mark back in uh, November when, uh, you know, things were not looking good. And, I mean, in in a few short months, things have gotten really, really bad. So uh, we wanted to chat with Mark about uh, all of these changes that are going on, the executive orders that Biden is proposing, including the latest one yesterday regarding uh, 25, um, allowing 25,000 uh, asylum seekers to come across. And uh, as we all know, these asylum seekers are going to uh, get a court date, and uh, we probably will never see them. Ninety percent of them never show up again. So, Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, taking time to be with us. Uh, I hope you're enjoying uh, your uh, new uh, life, uh, although, uh, you know, we don't know what it's looking like for the rest of us. But uh, welcome to the show. What's your take on what is going on? Well, well, George, first of all, thanks for having me again. And, and I tell you, and, you know, I was uh, I felt uh, privileged to, to serve as, as ICE director for a while. And, you know, as, as I left the acting commissioner spot at CBP, you know, I, I was, uh, unfortunately, I was not hopeful uh, because of what we heard, the rhetoric and the Biden campaign, uh, and then what we've seen, seen since election and what we've seen uh, since just a few short weeks ago when, when he uh, took over. We've seen with a stroke of a pen, in my opinion, George, our borders are less secure, our country is less safe, and the men and women on our front line, their job has become more dangerous uh, because of what has happened. Look, make no mistake, your listeners need to understand that the Biden administration has systematically removed every single tool and policy that was effective to deal with the illegal migration flow. And what we're seeing right now at the borders 
is the numbers have skyrocketed because the migrants, the cartels, the human smugglers clearly know what's happening. They follow what, what the, the policies in the United States. They know our borders are open and they're coming. 3,500 today uh, in January, almost 80,000. And as you and I talked to before earlier, we're seeing tent cities set up on the Mexico side. They're coming and they're waiting. They're waiting for those borders to be completely open and, and, and flood the United States and be released into the United States and never be heard from again. And that's clearly what this administration uh, uh, wants. And George, what, what I keep saying real quick is people keep asking, so what, what's going to happen? I say, folks, it's already happening. The crisis is already upon us. You know, former Secretary Jay Johnson under President Obama and then Vice President Biden said 1,000 is a bad day. We're at 3,500 a day. The crisis is already here. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, it is really, really sad. It seems, it seems to me, you know, and I, and I hate to put it in these terms because I don't want to sound, you know, like an alarmist or, or, or super critical, but the fact of the matter is that these executive orders all seem to go counter to what America needs. I mean, everything from releasing detainees to uh, just, you know, allowing asylum seekers to cross to, uh, you know, uh, yesterday uh, uh, stopping the funding of the uh, of, of the uh, border, uh, of the border wall. I mean, it's one thing after another. I, I just don't get it. Uh, where, uh, I mean, where is their mind? Is there, is there, is there thinking on these things? So, so, George, that's exactly right. I get asked that a lot. And this is hard for me to say because, look, I, I've dedicated my life, 35 years, whether it's serving this country in the military or 30-plus years in law enforcement. I've served, uh, served under multiple administrations, both Republican and Democrat, as a career law enforcement officer. And, and none of what's happening, as you just described, makes sense. None of it makes sense for the safety of this country first. So I, I can draw no other conclusion that this is about power and politics being put in front of the, the, the national security of this country. You talked about release. Their goal is they don't want to detain anybody. They want to release individuals illegally in the United States into the country, of which never to be heard from again. They want to protect them from lawful deportation. And then once they're here, they want to reward them with, with free health care, expansion of DACA, and, of course, amnesty. Look, so if your policies consist of release into the United States, protect from deportation, and reward you as you remain here illegally, who wouldn't come under those circumstances? And another thing that we're not talking about enough is how the White House has directed DHS to tell ICE and, and has systematically removed uh, the majority of their enforcement authorities. He, I, I disagree respectfully with, with, with our current president when he says that an executive order isn't creating new law. It, it, he's lying to the American people. When, when you tell ICE, stop enforcing the law on the books right now, you are in essence creating de facto law. Right now, unless you're a known or suspected terrorist or a murderer or a convicted murderer or rapist, you're off limits to ICE. You can't be deported. So if you're a gang member that's been charged with rape, you can't be deported. How, how, that is outrageous. How is everybody not united to say, how does that make sense? That's right. We had, uh, there was a, uh, a sheriff, one of our good friends from uh, here, in, here in Texas was uh, on TV uh, the other day, and he said that um, it was the abolishment of ICE uh, and uh, Customs and Border in, uh, Enforcement. Uh, it was it was the abolishing of that agency uh, by de facto by by defunding and by limiting their their authority or their their ability to do their work. I mean, is that is that? Do you think that's pretty accurate? <laughs> He's absolutely right. In fact, I, I think I watched him, and I, I think I was standing there just clapping at the TV, saying, the sheriff's exactly right. 
Uh, it, it, they are. But by, by defunding and limiting their authority, they are a base of basically getting rid of ICE without having to get rid of ICE because they don't politically, they just couldn't do that. I mean, think about that. In, in 2019, at the height of the crisis, ICE had about 55,000 individuals of custody, in custody. The overwhelming majority of those were uh, criminal aliens. But by, by the definitions now, ICE, ICE couldn't, couldn't have them. They had to release them. Um, because not all of them were, quote, convicted. They had gang members there. Uh, they had gang members that had been charged with but not convicted. They, and they had people that, that had, had criminal convictions uh, for DUI. But under this administration is, I guess, a DUI that has killed, you know, an average of six to 10,000 Americans every single year. That doesn't count. That illegal alien gets to stay in the United States. I just got a, a letter from an Angel family mom whose son was killed by an illegal alien that should not have been here, that should have been deported, and was killed because he was driving while drunk. I want the president of the United States to talk to that family and tell them that their son that died at the hands of an illegal alien uh, uh, because he was drunk is important. It's outrageous. Yeah, you know, let me, uh, you're, you're raising another point here uh, in my mind, is this whole issue of how the media treats uh, ICE versus how they treat the illegal aliens, and uh, I guess since you're not uh, in uh, it, uh, you know, in a federal position anymore, you can use the term <laughs> illegal alien. Uh, but yep. you know, they just don't seem to to get the fact that the that the word illegal carries a lot of power because uh, you know an illegal alien versus a citizen. I don't I, I don't get it. I don't understand why the media doesn't accept that fact instead of just calling everybody blanket migrants. Or, or undocumented or whatever phrase they want to use to spend. That's why this, this is not complicated. This is about the rule of law. This is about that as a society, we can have different political ideologies, we can have different moral ideologies, but what brings society together is our supported understanding that the rule of law is important and has to be enforced. Once we start selectively enforcing the law, we start breaking down the very fabric of society that should bring us together. That's what this is about. This is about illegal immigration. So, look, we keep saying, if you need help, come to our front door. Don't sneak in my, you know, my basement window at midnight and ask for help. That's not the way to do it. We're the most generous country in the face of the planet. We swear in more migrants as U.S. citizens than any other country on the globe. That's a fact. And so that, they try to spin it by, by putting these terms undocumented. No, they're here illegally. There has to be consequences. If we're going to actually address the, the overarching immigration issue, we first have to deal with, in a thoughtful, meaningful, responsible way, illegal immigration. Instead, we're watching the United States. This, we're shifting a new era where they are encouraging, incentivizing, and facilitating illegal entry. And then they're, once they're here illegally, they're going to provide them a path to citizenship. And they wonder why we still have a problem. That's right. That's really, really. I mean, it, it 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 just doesn't occur to these folks that if we have controlled migration or immigration, if we have a controlled immigration, we're going to uh, you know we're going to prosper a whole lot better than if we just let anybody and everybody in the door. Yep. So uh, you know, right. the, the, here in closing, in the last minute or so, what do you see? I mean, what do you think needs to happen? What do we de- need to do? Uh, on, on the grassroots level. I mean, here in Texas, the, the governor is taking some very, very strong stands and threatening to, to do all sorts of things to address the issue since, uh, yes. since the federal government isn't doing it. What do you think needs to happen? So, so George, that's exactly right. Clearly, the federal government, we, they've shown, now they're not doing anything, 
they, they are absolutely, again, incentivizing and facilitating illegal migration. And so what we need is what's happening. Like you said, your governor and your AG, AG Pax, have done a great job. We need the states to step up and start suing the government. And the AG did when, when you know, Biden wanted to stop lawful deportations for 100 days. To me, that's unconstitutional, unlawful. And, and the AG of Texas, the great state of Texas said it, it was unconstitutional. He fought it and he won. I mean, the judge actually said, in part of the ruling, that, that, that he ruled the way he did to, to, to enjoin uh, the, 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 the president's EO because they said it would cause immediate harm to the state of Texas. That's exactly right. So we need states to step up, start filing lawsuits, start pushing back immediately. And the one thing I would say long term, though, is elections have results. 2022 has to remain in our, in, in our sights. You got it. Uh, Mark, it's so good to keep ha- to, to have you on our side, and it's still it's so, it's so good to that you're in a position where you can continue to speak up and even louder now uh, on, on our behalf and for the behalf of of border security. Yep, I, I appreciate that, George. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity, and you know I feel honored and privileged to be part of Fair, which again is a great organization to continue to facilitate that that responsible and meaningful you know, uh, uh, immigration policy that makes sense for this country. So thank you, George. You got it. Once again, my friends, we've been talking with our good friend, Mark Morgan, uh, who used to be the uh, customs, what does what it get, customs? See, I was there under Alan Nelson when it was INS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, was there right. for, for right. eight years. I remember, Mark, when they told me and Alan Nelson that uh, the one amnesty was going to be the only one that we would ever have in 1986. <laughs> Exactly. What and, and we we knew it was a, a joke then. It's a joke now. You know, they're they're going to put you know forth another amnesty and another five six years. They're going to be calling for another one. But but I, I ended my career with CBP Customs and Border Protection. Uh, proud to be there, associated with the, the incredible heroes of CBP that are out there every single day doing God's work and protecting this country. You got it. We want to thank Mark Morgan once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP nine thirty AM radio, the answer. Howdy, howdy, howdy once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. And uh, we've got uh, a good friend who uh, hasn't been on the show in uh, in a while, but I had to get her back on, Miss Sabine Darden Coulter. And uh, Sabine, the reason that I wanted to reach out to her is because Sabine lost her son in Riverside, California. Her son was killed by an illegal alien in uh, in California, in Riverside, California, uh, back in 2012. And uh, I wanted to reach out to her because she has been a very vocal angel mom, what we call an angel mom. And uh, I want to get her thoughts on all of this stuff that is going on right now with the Biden-Harris administration regarding... Uh, their well, I mean their favorability. I mean I cannot uh, put it in in any other terms. Their support of illegal immigration and illegal aliens, releasing them from from uh, uh, detention centers, uh, uh, going back to catch and release, which only increases the traffic. Uh, it, it just it, it's amazing. Sabine, thank you for taking time to be with us. Welcome to the show again. Thank you uh, for tell, having me. Tell, I'm, I'm happy to be here with you. Tell us, 
What are your thoughts? How are you, your thoughts and your feelings right now watching what is going on with this avalanche of pro-illegal Im- uh, immigration uh, uh, policies that the Biden administration is pushing? Um, it, it's very hard to deal with because, well, we knew that Biden, uh, Biden favored illegals over Americans. He, he told us so during his um, campaign, and I didn't expect him to, on the first few days, to already go, uh, run out of his box and sign every um, executive order in favor of illegals, not Americans who are on their knees right now, suffering from a pandemic and not having a job and so forth. And then the other part is every day when I turn on the TV and I hear over and over and more and more about how illegal aliens are now, we, can't, we shouldn't call them that. They are protected. They cuddle. They receive money. We're supposed to just open our arms and let intruders in without saying something. While my wound from losing my only child gets ripped open, my anxiety is through the roof. I've talked to other angel moms and dads who have serious health issues because of this, because our trauma comes back. I now daily have flashbacks of seeing my son in the morgue, having to to kiss him for the last time, touch him for the last time, his funeral, the accident scene. This is the, the consequence of a administration that is absolutely loved by illegals. But thankfully, even Democrats are now waking up to this treasonous behavior of this administration who seems to just care for illegals because of whatever their reasons are, and, and, and many of us know why they open the floodgates while uh, increasingly putting ICE and, and Border Patrol and law enforcement in danger and their families. That's right. Uh, you you're, you live in California. Uh, no, I live in Arkansas. Oh, in Arkansas. That's right. Four but you lived. I had to get out of California. Yeah, you you lived yeah. in California. Why did you have to leave California? Tell us why you had to leave California. Well, we lived there. Dominic had many friends. We had many friends. I never wanted to leave, but having to drive by the spot where my son took his last breath because of an illegal alien that the law just didn't care about. When we get a ticket, we have to pay it or we go to jail, and the laws are enforced with us. This illegal had two felonies, two DUIs, and they let him go every time with a slap on the hand. And having to drive by that spot where we mourned for months, putting candles there, I, I was dying inside, and we, we finally had to come to the realization that it's getting worse in, uh, in California, and we moved to Arkansas, to be close to my husband's family, and we now live on about 10 acres, and I feel safe here. Uh, the, the, the horrible memories, the trauma is a little stifled until, well, now with Biden, it's coming back full force. What uh, what do you think? I mean, you know, you you have been at the head uh, of, uh, of the angel mob movement, and uh, you've been to Washington, you've yeah. uh, spoken out. What do you think uh, we need to do? I mean, with this with this administration uh, just going headlong to support illegal immigration the way it is, what do you think we need to do? I, I believe calling our representatives, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, making sure that they know we are not okay with this. And a lot of the Democrats, maybe some of your listeners, have to wake up to the fact 
that the minority communities will be the first ones to feel this insanity by placing illegals before Americans. And we need heroes. We, we need people now to step up and speak out. We need to continue speaking out like you do. You are a force out there. You, you bring awareness to this. And I hope people share this. I hope people talk about it before they join us angel moms and dads. Because when you know your loved one was killed and it was 100% preventable, it's a whole different ball game. It, it adds to your grief and to your anger. And there are a lot of people that um, I, I know personally that haven't recovered from this. So speak out, call about it, call the, call the White House. Leave messages, address them on Twitter, on Facebook, whatever you can do. Just don't stay quiet because now it's affecting every American because every state and every city is a border city, border state. Because these illegals are not going to stay at the border in McAllen or in San Diego. They're traveling everywhere. That's they right. They go everywhere in this country and they will change it. They will change the, uh, the political uh, climate, they will do whatever it takes to push us in the shadows while they coming out in full force. That's right. That's right. We've had yeah. we've had sheriffs on my show uh, yes. from from Maryland who uh, you know yeah. who are facing uh, the problem of illegal immigration in their backyard in Maryland. Yeah, and in North Carolina, oh my God! If you look at uh, illegalaliencrimereport.com, uh, uh, North Carolina is a hotbed for. Uh, child molesters, pedophiles, illegals, every day, and and illegals know where to go. It's like they have an underground society, and they know and where that they are getting told what to do, where to go, how to buy a car, how to bypass, uh, getting insurance, and they living amongst us while we are endangered, and it has nothing to do with racism, because I would tell a German illegal, you need to get out of here, get in line, and come in like I did. It took me six years to become a citizen, and there's nothing better than to be sworn in when you earned it. Wow. And this insanity uh, of Biden and Harris administration to just blatantly put illegals in front of Americans every day, you hear more and more, uh, my only hope is that people are waking up and getting louder. That's we right. We can't be silent anymore because of fear. Somebody calls us racist. I'm getting called racist all the time. My son is half black, <laughs> and it, it doesn't matter what they call you. Speak out because I don't want you to stand in a morgue having to identify your child. That's right. That's right. Uh, myself and and uh, the Texas Republican State Chairman. Alan West, who is black, myself, yes. and he have been called have been called white supremacists. <laughs> of course, it's, but it's anything they would want to throw at you to shut you down, so you can explain why you're not. And, and right. I bypass that. I laugh and I keep going that's because right. we know we're not. That's we're right. fighting for the right. We're fighting for the right of Americans to raise their families in safety and security. That's right. Because with this open border, they just caught eleven Iranians. Well, how many got through that we didn't catch? That's right. That's exactly right. So it's right. not just about illegals coming to take a job. It's about national security. And um, I, like I said, my only hope is with this idiocy, it, 
idiocy. I don't even know. I can't even pronounce the word. I'm getting so angry right now. <laughs> you know, when, when, you, when you look at Capitol Hill right now, they're standing there and they're crying about January 6th and the crocodile tears while they have a fence around there. How funny is that? How rich is that for these people to, to put on this show to impeach a president that's no longer in office, their little game wasting money, being protected while they leave us out and they put us in harm's way every day. It's getting worse. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, I'm just sick of them. Uh, all of them, uh, left and right. <laughs> we need heroes. We actually need heroes in Washington that will stand up and, and file lawsuits. So like in Texas where they, uh, with the dep deportation, you know, they halted it for another um, two weeks. So it, Biden's saying illegals shouldn't be deported. Really? Give me a break. And, and drunk driving. Most of my friends, angel moms, their kids were killed by drunk illegal drivers. That's right. That's Are they exactly. waiting for somebody to get murdered before they do something? And I had that issue with somebody here. I went to a, a, a meeting, and I asked the, the, the senator, I said, when are you guys going to do something about the illegals here in Arkansas? We know where they're at. There's a whole town called the Queen, full of illegals. He told me, he said, well, we're going to get them when they, when they commit a crime. I said, oh, really? Isn't that sweet? So you need a victim first before you do something. That's right. That's well, right. we can't really just stop him because, you know, we think they're illegals. I said, well, you stop somebody in a car if you think they're drunk. Yeah. Well, so, and, if, you know, they have yeah. committed a crime if they're illegal. If they are an illegal alien, they have committed a crime. Right, but a lot of people don't think that's a big deal. And then comes this, well, they come for a better life. Well, yeah, my son wanted a better life. But come well, through the front he door. And I ha he had dreams and I had nightmares. Yep. So it's... It, it has to end, and maybe it took this nosedive by a corrupt and crooked administration. We know people didn't vote for him. We know they voted <laughs> against Trump, and then we know all this other stuff that went on. That's right. But we just have to think that a lot of people that were lied to are now starting to listen and look a little bit closer and get it. They were lied to to get the vote. They were lied to to take this laying down, and it takes us to stand up safely. And and um, I, I don't want to go out and and start tearing up stuff. No, we're no, no. But we have to. We have to. We have to protest properly. Sabine, yeah. we need to close out. But uh, thank you very, very much for 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 taking time to be with us. Always, I got to get you, George. Always, I, I appreciate you, and thank you for all you do and the awareness you bring. Thank you very much. We, I, I got to get you back on the phone on the sh on the show again. Always ready for you. Thank you, George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP nine thirty AM radio. The answer. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, 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 once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. 
the answer. And we've got our good buddy, uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb from Pinal County, Arizona. And uh, I reached out to uh, to the sheriff because we've got uh, several sheriffs beginning to speak up across the country about the impact that the uh, Biden administration's changes in uh, immigration policy and in border security policy are beginning to impact on them. And uh, I mean, we've had we have a we had a bad situation, and it looks like it's going to get worse. So, uh, Sheriff Lamb, thank you very, very much. I hope you're being safe. I hope uh, your your uh, deputies are staying safe. Um, tell us, uh, you know, given all of the changes that have uh, all of the executive orders that the uh, Biden administration has recently put out, uh, like releasing detainees and ending the uh, agreement with Mexico to to keep people that are seeking asylum. Have uh, has that impacted on your county and uh, the public safety? Oh, absolutely! You know, this is a battle we were always fighting anyway, and uh, the last administration was doing a lot of things to help us in this battle, building the wall, um, Mexico's per- cooperation, and all of that. These were all things that were helping us, and uh, now those things are taken off the table. And don't think that the cartel doesn't know exactly what's happening. So. I'll tell you, just in the last week or two, how it's impacted us is almost every day, if not twice a day, my deputies are getting in pursuits with vehicles, and they're 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 having bailouts, which means that a car will stop, and then boom, you'll have like seven people, eight people. We had one that just two days ago that had 12 people shoot out of it, and they left behind a little 16-year-old Guatemalan in the car, um, and we had to figure out, you know, what do you do with this minor now? And so... Yeah, we're seeing this every day. Unfortunately, yesterday we had one that was eight, and we didn't catch any of them. Now, in the um, pa- in the past, we have seen how uh, <clears throat> these some of these pursuits, and tragically, um, have uh, have you seen that that kind of situation at all? Yeah, I mean, we've had that as well. Unfortunately, not these last few, but already they're putting our citizens at danger when they run uh, from the deputies and when they're running at high speeds, and then they jump out of the car, and then we've got to try to find it. It's not with our resources. So this is all difficult challenges for us. Now, we're used to having to deal with it, and we're going to continue to fight for it. Um, regardless of whether they support us or not, we're going to continue to protect our communities, but it has definitely had an immediate impact, and we can only anticipate that it's going to continue to get worse and worse uh, the more liberal and more... Uh, the more they try to open this border up for people. Um, and, yeah, the cartel is always involved. So people always ask me, well, is the cartel involved? Look, if you have somebody to cross the border, the cartel's involved because the cartel doesn't let anybody cross the border unless they've paid them. That's right. That's true. And, uh, and, and you know, the, the tactic that uh, we have seen in the past is the, diver- the diversionary tactic of, of sending uh, illegals in one direction while they, they send their product through another direction. <laughs> Absolutely, we see that all the time as well. Now you you uh, you had some some issues with your governor on the uh, on on uh, on COVID. I remember. Uh, what is the governor saying or doing, it, if anything, to address the issue of uh, now that um, the federal government seems to be step, stepping back? I mean, in Texas, we've got a governor that uh, seems to be wanting to step up and and do something about the border since the federal government isn't going to do something. Are you guys seeing the same similar situation? 
Uh, you know, we haven't seen that from the governor. We did see our AG uh, kind of followed suit with Texas, um, AG being attorney general. So we, we saw that. We appreciate that support. We have not yet heard from the governor. We have not had a call with the governor, so we don't know what the governor's stance is. Um, he's been very supportive in the past, and I would hope that he would continue to be supportive uh, with us in the future. But we're, uh, we're kind of on our own right now. You know, a lot of the Border Patrol, just people have understanding where we're at. We're 60 miles off the border, but we have a Native American community on the south end of our county that actually runs into Mexico. And so this is where they've channeled uh, the the uh, illegal drug trafficking and human trafficking for a long time. And uh, now that they've made these changes, a lot of Border Patrol that have been in our, our area in the past are now forward deployed to the border. And we just don't have the resources to call on like we used to. Wow. You know, it... it uh uh, yesterday, the uh, or should I say on 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 uh, uh, Monday, the uh, Biden administration announced that they were going to um, uh, that they were going to start releasing uh, or or ordering rather the border patrol not, or ICE not to ma- make uh, arrests and uh, to uh, release uh, somebody that was only a suspect and not uh, not. Uh, uh, has not been tried and and, and convicted yet. Um, given you know their these liberalized policies of releasing people that have been picked up at crime scenes or criminals. I mean, they might be criminals already anyway uh, with records. Uh, do you think that's going to impact even more on your communities? Oh, absolutely. That'll not only impact our communities in Arizona, but these people most of the time don't want to stay here in Arizona. Usually they find their way across the country. And, uh, for example, I know there, there's sheriffs in the Carolinas that have more people in in their jail custody that are illegals than we do here. So the, it's not a problem that just stays in Arizona. It's a problem that actually filters throughout the United States. And in many cases, they probably have more impact on those communities in states in the Midwest and on the East Coast than, than what we will have here. Yeah, so, uh, and they, you know what's crazy to me is that these same folks that are preaching, they want to lock you down and they want businesses to stay closed and they want churches to stay closed because of COVID, have no problem opening the border and letting whoever come in <laughs> completely unchecked and uh, letting whatever diseases or COVID or anything come in. I just, I don't get that. It makes no sense to me. It almost seems like you're trying to destroy those businesses while uh, by, while letting folks come into this country and uh, with no care or or regard for that. <laughs> well, and isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth, Sheriff? Here, here in the last moments, uh, what uh, what do you think needs to happen? I mean, what is a viable? realistic uh, response that can be done by sheriffs, by uh, citizens, by folks uh, who are being affected. I mean, we had, uh, we had sheriff, uh, uh, a, a sheriff from, from uh, Maryland on our show last week, and, um, you know, the, uh, he's worried about the impact in his community. So, um, you know, it's very, very real. What do you think needs to happen? What should we do? What can we do? I'm glad I'm glad you asked that. You know, I always tell people, control what you can control. So I started a political action committee called Protect America Now. Please go check it out. It's protectamericanow.com. And I've done exactly what you were just talking about. I've gathered sheriffs from across this country. We had sheriffs from Maryland here 
in Arizona a couple weeks ago with our kicking this off. I had uh, Massachusetts, Florida, Virginia, Illinois, uh, Missouri, and we're only going to increase that amount of sheriffs. And the way you can help us, because a lot of people are frustrated because they're like, I don't know how to help. <laughs> we're putting a mechanism together to be able to fight against some of these bad bills, uh, to support these sheriffs who are struggling with some of these issues where they may or may not have enough resources, and to support the rule of law across this country and to fight for what's right. And so we need that support as sheriffs, and we're going to rally our, our together as sheriffs. So if you want, you can get involved with that, protectamericanow.com. And we, the sheriffs who have a voice, are going to try to, to use that voice across this country, show solidarity, and uh, together we're going to push back against some of these horrible policies that this administration appears to be wanting to move forward with. You got it. It sounds perfect. I mean, you know, we've got to... We've got to do something, I mean, uh, at the local level anyway, because, you know, that's how the Constitution was designed anyway, for, for local action rather than, than federal action. Well, and as you know, it's, you've got to have a hammer. If you, don't have, uh, if you don't have an organization that has any money, it will be, these politicians won't pay you any mind. That's right. And they're able to ignore the small person's voice, that one person. But you're going to have a hard time ignoring sheriffs who are able to get on Fox News and Newsmax and all these different radio shows and, and talk about the issues and to really rally the people um, to, to really try to push back against some of these bad bills and bad, bad policies. So, um, and the only way we can do that is by you know, raising enough money that gives us the power to go in there and stand together. And also, if you if they are, we can affect change in those communities. You got it. Sheriff, thank you very, very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us. We've been talking with uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb from uh, Pinal County, Arizona. Stay safe, Sheriff, and uh, keep, up, uh, keep up the good fight for defending America. Thank you, and thank you for having me on, and, uh, and thank you to all your listeners. Uh, I know leaders are dealers in hope, and I, I just want to give people hope that this will swing back the other way. We've just got to stand strong and, uh, and let our voices be heard. So thank you. You got it. Once again, my friends, thank you very, very much for being with us. I hope that you will continue to support us. I hope that you will continue to listen to us. I hope that you will continue to, uh, to share our program with other folks. We, uh, we really, really are... Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, we want to educate and inform uh, folks about what is happening in your backyard on these issues, particularly illegal immigration, particularly border security. Um, the amount of fentanyl that's coming in, uh, it, it's just uh, it, it's just outrageous, my friends, the amount and, and, and the tactic that's being used now is uh, is so classic, is so tried and, and, and uh, uh, it, it's worked. Because uh, you've got tons of folks coming across illegally on one side where the Border Patrol has to go and run over there and process these folks. While at the same time, uh, the cartels are, are uh, driving, literally driving uh, their, uh, their truckloads of, uh, of heroin and, and fentanyl across uh, uh, unprotected areas. Uh, sad to say that in the past uh, week, the Biden administration has uh, ended construction of the border. And uh, regardless of what people want to say, it was the fence was having an impact. It was forcing it was forcing particularly the uh, the uh, smugglers uh, with narcotics. It was forcing them to use uh, certain points of entry. And now, uh, you know, since 
there, you know, there is no construction going to continue, they're going to be able to use uh, any part of the open border, any part of the open border to get across. And uh, my friends, you know, it, it is a national security issue. Not only the people coming across illegally, but the, the drugs, not to mention the smugglers themselves. And who now, who knows who they're smuggling in? Who knows? Once again, my friends, thank you for being with us. I hope that you will join us again next week. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. We'll be right back.